Markets are turbulent, inflation is soaring, wars and supply chain shocks are threatening our way of life. We hear it all over the news. There is nowhere to hide. But is it really true? Bad news just keeps getting dumped on you by the oh-so-average media. But we at Not Your Average Financial Podcast believe you deserve something better. We don't believe in wishful thinking or burying our heads in the sand, but we do believe in telling you like it is and showing you a way out. Could it be that there are some safe havens, some opportunities and even possibilities available in this current economic climate? Attend our virtual Not Your Average Financial Summit to know if there's truly nowhere to hide and to discover strategies to help you win in any economy. So come and build up your financial reserve, fight back against inflation, save on taxes, and prepare for your future. The two-day Not Your Average Financial Summit is happening virtually, so attend anywhere. Add these dates to your calendar now while it's fresh on your mind. It's going to be Friday, September 30th and October 1st, 2022. Each day starts at 1 p.m. and goes to 4.30 p.m. Central Time, so please adjust to your time zone. The event is absolutely free, but the tactics and strategies you'll get are priceless, and it's only made available to members of our Not Your Average financial community. So get exclusive access to our summit at notyouraveragefinancialsummit.com. That's notyouraveragefinancialsummit.com. See you there. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 261, The 401 Not Okay. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you for being a part of the financial revolution with me. It's so much better along with you on the journey. Now, a lot of people will talk to me about the bank on yourself concept with their arms. Oh, let's just say they're a little crossed and their eyebrows are furrowed. This is becoming less and less the case in recent years as people have really become convinced that the strategy of bank on yourself really does work and more and more people are joining the revolution, but it still happens. There's still skepticism out there. What can I say? What I like to say is for them to go and listen to our episodes on Bank on Yourself and whether or not it's a scam, decide for themselves. And those episodes, if you're curious, are episodes 126 through 129, where we really try to push hard on this concept of is Bank on Yourself a scam? Once they've done that, I then turn the tables and I ask them to convince me why the 401k America's favorite retirement vehicle is not the greatest scam ever devised in financial human history. How can they prove to me that the 401k has been a wild, ravishing success? Now, let's just take a moment and really evaluate this 401k, this financial tool, and then you can decide for yourself if it's okay or not okay to have a 401k. Let's start with the benefits of a 401k. The obvious benefit to me is that you can put your money away and invest it for your future. Now, when Ted Benna, the father of the 401k, discovered this part of the tax code in the late 70s and early 80s, and when it got blessed by the IRS to allow for employee salary deferral and employer matching for the common man, it transformed the industry. How was Mr. Benna to know that establishing the 401k as the nation's 
premier and primary retirement vehicle would simultaneously mean the erosion of the pension across this country, or that we would now have to become a nation of speculators just to meet the financial goals we used to meet without taking a bunch of unnecessary risks from generations past. Now, if you want to hear me and our team talk more about the fascinating history of the 401k, go back all the way to episode nine to hear more about that. Now, additional benefits to the 401k is that the employer will oftentimes match what you put into your 401k up to a certain point. Say, for example, usually it's somewhere around three to 5% of your salary that the employer will throw in there as a kicker to convince you to contribute. Now, people readily refer to this as, quote, free money. Now, if your scam radar is sensitive like mine, the words, quote, free money might get your spidey scam senses tingling. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Finally, some might say that there's a benefit to the 401k in that you cannot access the money until you're 59 and a half years old. Now that you've reached that magical age, you're finally allowed to access your own money, much like a parent allows a child to take money out of their piggy bank after a certain point. Or in this case, it's not a parent, it's our dear Uncle Sam. Wow, thanks, dear uncle. Now that we're 59 and a half, we're finally an adult and can access our own money. The hope and prayer is that the market will have given us some sort of magical 12% a year return and will time the market just right and retire exactly at the moment when the market is at its highest. That is sort of the best case scenario for the 401k. Now, to me personally, beyond what I've just mentioned, I cannot think of any other benefits of the 401k. I'm serious about this. If I've forgotten any, please mention them to me on social media and let me know. Now, let's get into why I think the 401k is a scam. When you got your job, did you expect to get paid? This is an obvious question. Of course you did, right? You trade your time, your energy, and your attention for your boss's project, his business, her business, in exchange for this thing called money. When you have a 401k, there's a function called salary deferral. Salary deferral. Think about what those words mean. What it means is that your boss doesn't pay you for 20 or 35 years for the work you did. 20 years ago, and they place this money, your earned money into this magical account where you can't touch it or use it or benefit from it without paying penalties. Wow, sign me up. <laughs> now, my first question is, will you even be alive in 20 to 30 years? I hope you will be. If not, then that salary deferral is money that you were never paid and you'll never see again. If someone was literally taking money out of my wallet every month, and they promised that I would see it again in 20 to 30 years, believe me, I would want to trust them big time that they would make good on their promise. And that's just not something I'm willing to extend. That kind of trust is not something I'm willing to extend to the IRS tax code. Maybe my family members, possibly, but not the IRS. In fact, we cannot predict what the tax rate will even be 30 years from now. So we really have no idea how much of our 401k is actually ours. Think about that for a minute. You open up your account statement, you see a big juicy number on your account statement, but how much of that belongs to the government? Nobody knows is the honest answer to that question. Let's say that you defer some of your salary into your 401k at age 29. Now, first of all, you're making much less money than you probably will be at age 59. So your tax rate is less than your tax rate will be when you're in the future at age 59, okay? So that's the first piece to this puzzle. Not to mention, also, another piece to this puzzle is that the federal government's debt is so high that we will very likely be in a higher tax rate environment as a nation in 30 years. So these two facts, 
totally destroy the tax deferral strategy that benefits, quote unquote, is a benefit of the 401k. Sure. If you've been a high income spendthrift for most of your life, and now you're 52 years old, and let's say you're a high earning dentist or something making mid six figures, and again, you have nothing saved, now you're in your mid 50s, maybe salary deferral makes great sense at that point. And that'll help your tax bracket since you're going to be in retirement soon and don't have a lot saved. But that is a special niche use case of the 401k. And we shouldn't broadly apply this strategy of salary deferral to an entire nation as our default retirement strategy. Again, I think the scam is that we've all been told that for some reason, this strategy, the 401k is the best and the only way to save for our retirement. Let me ask you this question. Who benefits from that advice? Follow the money for a minute. Who benefits from the advice you're currently getting when you're being told to invest in your 401k? Next, let's look at the employer match. One of the touted benefits of the 401k is that the employer will match you and give you money that you would not otherwise receive if you didn't put money into this 401k, this magical account. This is what they call free money. Is this some sort of magical zone where corporations and business owners fall under this magical spell and for some reason become these benevolent dictators who generously dole out gold coins to all of their employees? Has Scrooge McDuck seen the light? Of course not. Research shows that companies that don't have an employer match are paying higher salaries to their employees. The Center for Retirement Research did a study based on tax data and showed that for every dollar an employer contributes to an, a 401k match, they pay 99 cents less to the employee as a salary. So for every dollar they put into the 401k, they keep a dollar from your salary. So does that sound like free money to you? It sounds to me like they're just redirecting the money they would have otherwise paid you into this bucket that now you can't touch. Now, if it's all the same to you, boss, just pay me now. Don't give me a promise. Promises don't buy groceries. Money buys groceries. And don't forget that the employer match, this so-called, quote, free money, has a vesting schedule. This means that they can take it away from me if I don't stick with their job, their nine-to-five job, for the next four to six years. And according to a 2021 expert HR report, less than a third, 28% of companies provide immediate vesting where you get all of your company contributions if you were to walk away the next month after receiving their company contributions to the 401k. In other words, over 70% of employers make you stick with them for several years before you get that company contribution. Remember, that's your money that they've taken out of your salary and now they make you stay with them on the payroll, working for them for years. Otherwise, if you leave the job too soon, they can pull it right back. I want you to think about the vesting schedule, sort of like a straitjacket. They put that money, that money that would have otherwise been in your paycheck right away, they put it into a straitjacket, a vest, where you cannot get it free, and it only becomes yours six years, let's say, of your devoted servitude to that employer. This money is effectively stolen from you if you leave the company too soon. Remember, for every dollar the employer was going to pay you as a salary, they put it in the straitjacket as some sort of cruel carrot to keep you running on their treadmill for the better part of a decade. How many people lose the employer match? Let me say it another way. How many people's employers are stealing their money because they had to leave the job before the vesting schedule was matured? 
Well, the median number of years that a worker stays with one employer is 4.1 years. That's according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, to be fair, you still get to keep your own contributions, which is a wonderful benefit, right? Don't you think? Getting to keep your own money. Of course, the money the employer was going to otherwise pay you is gone forever, and they get to claw that money back into their greedy coffers. So Scrooge McDuck wins again. Now, there's also so much psychology wrapped up in the 401k. Think of how your brain reacts when you hear the words free money. Doesn't your brain sort of light up? Mine does. What about the word penalty? Penalty. Doesn't that word feel like a punishment? You kind of even wince just to hear the word, like you committed some sort of crime. I've actually had clients think that they were literally going to go to jail if they took money out of their 401k before they retired. Go to jail like it was some sort of crime. And I had to look it up like show them the tax law to assuage their fears. And then we talked about how their money was already in jail and how they were paying a penalty was actually more like paying a bail bond to break their money free. Scam artists. Scam artists will oftentimes use psychological tricks and language redirection like this to manipulate their victim's human behavior. The government and the IRS tax code is truly a black belt in the scam artist category as they put these tax rules like the 401k together, they are doing it, guys, please realize, they are putting these tax laws together to incentivize our behavior. All right, so next, let's talk about the fees on a 401k. Obviously, the major financial institutions that warehouse all of the tens of trillions of 401k dollars out there, they are not doing all this for charity. There is always a cost to everything in life, and I get that. I'm comfortable with appropriate costs and fees. However, there are costs to the 401k manager, there are costs to the mutual funds and to the target date funds that are baked inside your 401k lasagna piling high across this country. Then there's the revenue sharing between employers and 401k plan managers. Yes, yes, you heard me right. Your boss, your employer is taking a piece of the fees that you, the employee, are being charged in your 401k. Revenue sharing, which is vaguely referred to as a 12B1 fee, is the practice of adding additional non-investment related fees to the expense ratio of a mutual fund. Okay, so these are inside the mutual funds, which are inside your 401k, and almost nobody even pays attention to them. These additional fees are then paid out to various service providers, usually unrelated to the company managing the fund. Why is this so controversial? Well, mutual fund returns are reported net of fees. So the money collected from investors and paid out to other parties, including your boss, is not explicitly reported to investors. It simply just reduces the net investment return of the mutual fund you have in your 401k. So most people, most 401k holders, investors, do not see these fees being deducted. The true cost of the fee charged is often overlooked when they're calculating their total cost of the plan's services. Again, the scam here is that often we cannot see these fees or they are buried on page 57 of some disclosure document that you get when you sign up for your new 401k. And the results of these fees is just simply that you are getting less of a return on your mutual fund inside that 401k of yours. This is one more reason why 89% of mutual fund managers underperform the market itself. This is according to the S&P Dow Jones Indices Research. It's relatively common to beat the market for a year or two, right? Anyone can do that. And that's largely explained by luck. But the data clearly shows that even professional fund managers are unable to beat the market consistently over a longer period of time, like 10 or 15 years. 
Now, why is that important? Well, if this is a retirement fund, like a 401k is a retirement vehicle, you're going to be in the market for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And nobody will beat the market over that period of time, according to research. 89% of fund managers underperform the market itself. Now, speaking of underperforming the market, another part of the 401 not okay scam is the assumption of unicorn market returns. It's true. It's true that the market itself has returned somewhere between 7 and 10% per year over time, depending on what period of time you're looking at. Also, we need to consider what index we're looking at and talking about. It's also true that the average investor, broadly diversified among stocks and bonds and various asset allocations inside their 401k, has only enjoyed over the last 30 years a return of a mere 2.29%. That's according to the Dalbar study from 2020, which was before the recent market meltdown of 2022, where we're now down as of this recording, we are down in the S&P 500, 20% on the year. Now, I assume since Dalbar puts this report out each year that we are going to see even lower returns for the real investors. Again, the market might do 7 to 10%, but real investors over a 30-year period are only doing 2.29%, according to this third-party research by Dalbar. So again, empty promises are another hallmark of a scam. When you're told that you're going to get 7 to 10 or even 12% a year, but you're actually getting 2 or 3% a year, well, you've built your plan on something that will never come to fruition. You run a simple calculator, say, when you're 29 years old, you have your freshly minted 401k in your back pocket, and you say to yourself, hey, if I get 10% every year in the market, because that's what markets do, heck, let's just lower that down to a conservative 8% every year. And by the time I'm 59 and a half years young, I'll have three beautiful houses, a yacht, a flying car, and a juicy retirement income from my 401k. But when the reality of your returns begin to set in, it'll be over the course of not days, but decades. And while we might have the benefit of hindsight to see our low returns coming to fruition, by the time you're now 60 years old and you now rerun your calculator to look at the actual performance of your 401k, you realize that you've only achieved two and a half to 3% returns. At that point, at age 60, you're now too busy working a few extra side jobs to even afford tonight's specials on the senior menu at Shoney's. You see, when you believe you're going to get 8 to 10% in the market every year, you save less money because it takes less of your own money to get to your financial goal. If you believe that you needed 2 million bucks in your 401k, you would save less if you believed that, hey, yeah, I'm just going to get 8 to 10% over the rest of my working years. If you believe, like the data supports, that the 401k will only get you 2 to 3%, and by the way, a portion of that 2 to 3% will be taken away from you when it comes down to taxes, which brings you down to more like 1% or 2% return in your 401k, that'll make you and even compel you to save a lot more money in order to achieve your goals. But of course, Wall Street doesn't want to and can't sell that bitter medicine of, hey, you must save more money. The save more money medicine cannot be swallowed easily, and Wall Street does not and cannot sell it. They rely on empty promises, just like most scam artists do, knowing that they are going to be retiring before you will, and you'll never catch them in the act if you're ever able to retire at all. Now, most people get an annual or quarterly statement from their 401k showing beautiful numbers, great returns. What you don't realize is that most people don't take the time to research it, but we've done it here at Not Your Average Financial Podcast. 
And the truth is that the 401k return, usually you'll see a percentage, your year-to-date return is X, 10%, 8%, whatever it is. And what most people don't realize is that your 401k rate of return for the year includes your own contributions. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's say you had an 11% return on your 401k last quarter, which sounds wonderful, right? Until you realize that you put in $8,000 of your own money, plus all the employer's stolen contributions that they took and they call an employer match to get you up to that 11%. The market itself might have taken money from you on net if the markets were down, but it might still show you a positive return. Well, duh, (laughs) my shoebox under my bed could give me 11% returns if I just kept putting money into it. So I suppose I need to start printing out quarterly statements with magical double-digit returns for my shoebox too. Guys, realize this is another hallmark of a scam. Just like the magician, they're flailing and waving frantically to get you to pay attention to their right hand while their left hand pulls money right out of your pocket. Let me put a finer point on this. Moving now from investment returns to taxes. If your returns in your 401k are going to be about 3%, according to third-party research by Dalbar, don't forget that the 401k will be taxed when you take the money out, further reducing your 401k's returns from 3% to, let's say, one5 or even 2% at the most. So you save these tiny amount of taxes when you're young and you're putting in your salary deferral into your 401k when you're young and making a lot less income. It's also when you're young that you get the highest and largest tax write-offs in the tax code relative to your income. Guys, realize when you're younger, this is when you're having your children, which of course you can write them off as a tax benefit, and you have other mortgage interests. Maybe you bought your first house and you can deduct all that interest that you're paying on your mortgage. And of course, most of the interest payments in your mortgage are in the early years, again, when you're younger. So do you really need tax deferral? in your 401k during these years when you're paying less in taxes because you have all these advantages in the tax code, like I just mentioned there? Do you think the government will forget to tax you on your 401k later on when tax rates have maybe doubled because of government insolvency and your income has gone up due to all of your kids being out of the house and your mortgage mostly gone? Do you think the government will raise taxes over the next 30 years? Remember, they still haven't come clean on how much of your 401k they own. Congress will vote on how much of your 401k they own each and every year throughout your retirement, and you really won't have much to say about it. Seriously, wouldn't it make a lot more sense to pay your taxes now and get them out of the way while you know what they are so that you can enjoy a larger nest egg after it's compounded and grown? And now in in the larger years of your retirement, you won't have to share that money with Uncle Sam. He's already been paid. You've paid your taxes on the seed, not the harvest. Finally, Let's look at the traditional retirement and investment industry itself. Okay, so there's a reason why the movie was called The Wolf of Wall Street and and not insurance, okay? The Wolf of Wall Street, and it was rated R. In fact, the lifestyles of the investment advisors and the stock jockeys depicted in that movie were so depraved, so terrible, that it only barely held on to the rated R by its fingernails. In fact, it almost went past rated R to NC-17. It's an ugly system filled with dirty money. Yes, I get it. There are a lot of good financial planners out there. I'm not talking about them. At its core, at its nerve center on Wall Street, I've yet to meet any upstanding citizens. I'm sure there are a few, but I just haven't met any that I would look up to and want to emulate in my own life. If money is a form of life energy, since we trade our precious time for money, 
and we have the choice of where to put our money, do we really trust our life's energy with the sort of industry and the sort of people I've met and seen at its nerve center on Wall Street? Is this really where we want to invest ourselves? The 401k is a multi-trillion dollar industry, and a lot of people's livelihoods are at stake. If suddenly we all stopped using 401ks, a lot of people would be out of work. In fact, a few of our clients are bank-on-yourself policyholders, and yet they work for 401k companies. I just think that's ironic and beautiful at the same time. I realize I'm going up against some big money here, but I've got to speak my mind here. There are better ways than the 401k that employers can offer their employees and in which employees can participate. I mean, really, where is it written that you must have a 401k just to be an adult or just to prepare for your future or just to retire well? There's a whole movement out there known as 401k millionaires. And they wear it like a badge of pride. But when I hear 401k millionaire, I kind of cringe. It's like having a million dollar tax time bomb wrapped around your neck, riddled with fees and market turbulence. I wouldn't want that for myself. So why have the 401k as your primary retirement vehicle when you can have all of the benefits of the bank on yourself strategy and avoid all of the heartache and the long line at Shoney's? Bank on yourself's financial vehicle, which is based on a dividend paying whole life insurance really maximized for cash accumulation, predates the 401k by over 100 years. I want that to sink in for a minute. That is not a small statement. If you've been multitasking, come back to me. Now's the time to really pay attention because the 401k is only 41 years young and dividend paying whole life insurance has been in this country for over 200 years. Now, unlike the 401k, it grows. It grows on a guaranteed and predictable basis every single year, regardless of what the stock market's doing. On top of that, it pays a dividend in any of the years that the company is profitable, most of the companies I'd work with have paid a dividend for over 100 years consecutively, meaning without fail. And unlike the 401k with a bank on yourself type policy, you have access to the money in your policy both now and in the future. There are no blackout periods. There are no blackout decades, as is the case with your 401k. Your money is available to you in your policy, usually within about 30 days of starting the bank on yourself type whole life policy. And while both a 401k and a bank on yourself type policy allow for loans, there are tremendous restrictions against the 401k loan, which we detailed out in episode 206. So go back and listen to episode 206 if you want to compare a 401k loan to a bank on yourself type policy loan. Bank on yourself policies are generally designed to be accessible with no taxes due no taxes due. The tax law says that you can get both principal and gains out of the policy with no taxes due now or in retirement. So this is exactly the opposite of a 401k, which is typically taxable in the future. So guys, would you rather pay your taxes on the seed today or the harvest in the future? If you've ever seen a farm field, you know that the harvest is always greater than the seed. And it does not take a genius to figure out that paying your taxes on the seed today is better than waiting until a giant taxable harvest in the future. So life insurance allows us to have a tax-free harvest in the future. Now, that's just the beginning. With a true bank-on-yourself designed life insurance policy, there's also a rider on life insurance that allows you to access the death benefit while you're still alive under certain conditions. If you have a medical need or if you have a chronic illness that requires assisted living or long-term care, you can access a majority of your death benefit under that circumstance, uh, which is money you typically haven't paid in. It's beyond what you've paid into the policy for that circumstance. 
Now, truly, I have not found any mutual funds or target date funds in anybody's 401k that will let us get a giant sum of money out if we need to be admitted to a nursing home. Okay, <laughs> so this is just an added benefit that typically has no cost associated with that writer, but gives you a tremendous benefit above and beyond what a 401k can manage. So we could go on and on. I mean, there is no death benefit with 401ks, but there is with whole life insurance, et cetera, et cetera. But I think at this point, you get the point. Until someone can convince me otherwise, I am hereby labeling the 401k the greatest scam in America's retirement tax code. Now, are there certain cases where a 401k makes perfect sense for somebody? Yes, of course. Do I tell every person to cash out their 401k right away? Of course not. Of course not. Each person's circumstances are going to be specific to them. And that's why we always do a one-on-one -on -one financial consultation before we go making any proposals or recommendations. If you'd like to discover what your bottom line numbers are, reach out to us at our website, which is notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com. We'd be happy to go over your specific situation and see what makes sense for you and for your family. I would love to sit down and have that conversation with you. So again, the website is notyouraveragefinancialpodcast.com and you'll see a big button there. It says request a meeting and that's where we can start the conversation and see what's possible. So that's our content for today. Thank you. If it's been meaningful and helpful for you, please be sure to share it with a friend. You know what's even better than a five-star review is actually sharing these podcast episodes with your friends. The more people find podcasts because a friend recommended it than by any other way. So research says... So please do hit that share button in your podcast app or email this to a friend or however you'd like to share it. Do it now while you're thinking about it. I'd greatly appreciate it. Let us know that you did share it with a friend and we'll be sure to send you a copy of a book, a Bank on Yourself book free of charge. So that's it for this week's episode, guys. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think differently with your money, your 401k and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.